Hello and welcome to another episode of Early Childhood Perspectives. I'm your host, William. I'm a preschool teacher, early childhood teacher, and 2IC. I've been working within the early years space for about eight years in a variety of roles, and this podcast looks at the often overlooked concepts and themes within early childhood. Now, this topic is behavioral management. Um, now, I'm not going to quote, if anyone's listened to my podcast, you know I don't really quote authors or research articles, but a lot of the stuff I've said will say will be backed up by research, research I've taken up ages ago, not personally, but, you know, through articles and through my study. Um, and also sometimes it will be through experience, some things that I've noticed just working within the industry. Um, yeah, so... The first thing I find is that we don't really get enough attention to behavioural management. Um, we're not really given practical tips or tools on how to do it. So I'm kind of going to approach this in a very general way and then hopefully bring it down to more practical tools and tips from there. So first, in terms of behavioural management, the most effective means, and again, this is backed up by a lot of research, is actually positive behavioral management. So basically using positive language, reframing what you're doing in a way that um, is positive. So a great example of this is, you know, instead of saying don't walk, use walking feet. And the only reason we do that is we're just mindful of the amount of negative messages we send to children. Um, they are in a critical point of brain development. If we just keep, you know, giving children the same negative messages all the time, they're actually going to get a very negative perception of them school and of themselves. Now, I don't mean, you know, positive language. You use that without being firm. No, you're still firm. You're still the leader. Um, Janet Lansbury, who is a basically um, child psychologist, she does a lot about this where, yeah, you, you're very positive, but you're in control. You're not going to let the child... Uh, basically run the room or rule, rule the roost or whatever, because as soon as they do that, um, it's actually, you know, you're ineffective as a teacher or as a parent. Um, so the best way is, yeah, you, you're firm, but you're gentle, you're running things. So, you know, do the countdowns. I found them effective. Not everyone finds them effective. And again, this depends on each child, but I often choose to go about things in I reckon about three different ways. The first is I clearly give a, um, well, I give warnings. I try and build the culture of the room and everything else so it supports them as best as possible. I try and do group time so they're small so I don't have to focus on, you know, I can actually focus on developing their listening skills and their focus and their concentration. Um, I, when as I keep a clear and consistent routine so they know this is what happens, this is what happens, this is what happens um, at this time. And also I give warnings as much as possible, five-minute warnings. You know, I basically have tried really hard to build the atmosphere of my classroom so that the children know it is consistent, it's not chaotic, and you're getting plenty of warning. Failing that, you know, like if, if I go okay, it's time to pack away and they're making a big fuss. I do a countdown from five, five, four, three. I don't normally say consequence until I get the three. And then if they still aren't doing anything, that's when I say consequence. And it's really important you follow through 
it's immediate, it's realistic. So don't I I do this all the time and I hate myself for doing it, doing the I'm gonna call your mom and tell them how cheeky you've been, like it's it's too far along, it's not realistic. Um, you know, a better consequence I do is, you know, oh if you don't come and help tidy up now, it's really unfair to the rest of your class and I'm gonna to have to have you, you know, get up last to wash your hands. I don't say I'm going to take away food from children. I'm not going to say you can't eat lunch or have a cake because that's unfair. You know, every child needs to eat and they are learning. It's part of their development to assert their will and to try and get their way, you know. So it's once we see it in that context, we just need to remember that it's important that they do this, especially with toddlers. It's so important that they assert their will and assert their, you know, dominance a little bit. It's part of them testing to see you know, life and opposition. Um, yeah, so I make sure they're not unrealistic consequences, they're immediate, um, and I always, always follow through. And sometimes, uh, depending on the child, I my third thing would really be destruction. Uh, distraction, sorry. Um, sometimes I will just, you know, if I don't see it as a big thing, um, I will just go, oh, hey, why don't you go to the sandpit with me? Why don't you do this? Or, hey, I can see you don't really want to, tidy up why don't you help me tidy up and I think that's another great thing that really works with behavioral management is actually labeling what they're feeling giving them a process to kind of work through what they're doing going I can see you look a little bit angry or I can see by the expression on your face you're a bit frustrated I can see you're really tired and I'm really tired too that's not an excuse not to help but do you want me to help you do you want to clean up the play-doh together um saying that it's you know, the thing I find around all these tips is I've only really started doing them, not now, I've always done them, but I'm, I'm in working in a room now where we actually have, we're over ratio, so the director's organized it in a way so there's always one person spare, um, and I've got enough sleep, and I'm making taking care of myself. What I'm saying is I'm not burnt out, and these tools I'm actually more willing to do and they're way more effective. I haven't had to be cross or raise my voice um, at all because I've just found, you know, when I am more in tune with myself, I'm able to do this. I found when I was at uh, previous jobs, I was so tired or so stressed or so everything. Um, I didn't do this and I would just, yeah, get really cross and angry. Um, but again, it's so easy to say these, but I also have found, um, you know, the preschool I'm working with, it has two different classrooms spread out of the week. Um, and I think some of this behavioral management, and you guys know what you're doing, so I'll just say it, but uh, you need to be considerate of children who come five days, maybe for longer days, because, you know, just be mindful of their tiredness and their development and the, 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 the constantly being there and all that business. Anyway, guys, I want to thank you again. Don't forget to rate, review us, share us. You've heard a podcast before. We always say the same thing, but it just, it really gets us out there. Um, and another thing, don't forget, if you want to ever send in clips or anything for our Facebook page, feel free to. Audio clips. Um, I want to include as much voices on this podcast as possible. And thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight's time.